0: This is the Talking Metaverse podcast, presented by Immersal. Your host is Tan Le. Okay, welcome to a new episode of Talking Metaverse with me, Tan Le. I have right now, face-to-face for a change, not remote, an old friend, Mr. Joe Orengo.
1: Hello and thank you very much for having me and we're maskless too.
0: Oh my God, we're maskless, <laughs> face-to-face, Yeah, not a Zoom call in sight. Nope. So yeah, great to see you, man. Likewise, man. Great to see you. So Joe, can you tell me when you meet someone new and they ask, what do you do? How do you respond?
1: I say that uh, I'm the founder and CEO of Spatial8 and we're a business hub Uh, An ecosystem for uh, emerging technology companies in Europe. And uh, our job is to uh, educate the market and enable business and uh, facilitate innovation.
0: What was the original plan? Like, did you want to bring people together because it's such a small niche industry? Like, what was the original goal?
1: Yeah, uh, exactly. Um, we, we started out with XR nation, which, which is an auxiliary name of the company. But the idea was that, you know, we, we see that there are so many, uh, new AR and VR companies, startups, studios, and they're competing for, for projects with each other, especially like in Finland, you know, it's a smaller market. So, you know, that's the name of the game. So what if we bring these companies together, then we can help them get bigger projects, kind of split the pie. Uh, and then we found out that we could also, uh, help them uh, scale up their projects by connecting them to each other so not just for not just brands uh, external business but also an internal market but the the idea always was that it, it wouldn't always be xr you know we know that the technology on its own needs ai iot even blockchain gaming these kind of things to really get to the next level you know to to say something cliche but but that's the that's the idea and so very early on, maybe after the first year, we started getting companies that were XR-related starting to join and wanting to join. And initially it was Nordic and Baltic, and then they started being from all over Europe. Hmm. So we said, well, now it's time to like kick into our spatial aid gear and focus on on bringing the emerging tech uh, ecosystems together. And whether connecting them or even starting them if we needed to. So yeah, we're we're on track. This was always the case.
0: You said help mm, bring them together and get everybody work and split the pie. Yeah. How big is the pie right now? I'm wondering, like, is there a lot of business to go around?
1: Um, I would say, I would say yes, because, um, you know, there's, it's not just brands and companies, there's municipalities, there's, I mean... Really, this kind of technology can be applied all across a supply chain. So you know, even if you have focused on one, one company, Valio, for example, it's a, you know it's a huge dairy dairy producer. But you know, AR technology can be applied to the maintenance and operations. It can be applied to 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 the marketing. So so once you develop a relationship with with uh, with a brand, and they realize the the potential then you can then you can show hey you know we have companies that do vr training ar for enterprise you know so so it's it's really more about building relationships and not and not just doing these one offs and then you can really tap into you know the the potential of of the technology and and the relationship
0: you said nordic and baltics yeah. so you have companies not just in finland
1: no 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 we we have uh, now we have companies all the way Uh, in the Czech Republic and uh, the UK and Italy and France so it's it's more of a European-wide ecosystem
0: so how does one join this ecosystem so if I'm a young tech startup and I want to be a part of spatial 8 what do I do
1: Uh, basically we have a cooperation agreement and if it works for you you sign it and you're in it's pretty straightforward. There's no there's no membership fees or anything like that. Basically if if business comes through through us, then we get a small percentage. So in that way we're we're kind of a broker.
0: So to join, I just need to contact you.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, you know, it it would help if you have a, a company established already, but uh if if we can help establish the company then then that's also a possibility as well, wow. and we also are now are now uh, connecting with freelancers and people looking for work because there there are companies. You know, we have we have sixty plus companies right now. And they're looking for three D modelers. They're looking for marketing folks. They're looking for growth hackers, business dev, all that stuff. Sales, especially, we're looking for sales. So, so yeah.
0: Mm, so this is the Talking Metaverse podcast. Would you say? because you have I've been waiting for you to mention that word and you haven't mentioned the M word yet. <laughs> so would you say metaverse covers what t- we, we've been talking about so far?
1: Um initially why we like the idea of the metaverse is because it it can kind of be seen as a shorthand for where these technologies can come together and Ooh. and what they can do. I like that. So um for some people uh, this idea of Web three kind of underlies the metaverse. So you have blockchain technology that kind of is acts as infrastructure for it. Um, some people don't think that that's necessary. Um, I'm I'm one of those people that doesn't that doesn't that don't think that um, blockchain is necessary for the metaverse. Um, at least there's still a lot that needs to be done in that area. There are some people that. Uh, uh, that they really are, are like scratching the surface of what IoT can can do for for the idea of the metaverse. Um, AI is a big is a big part of it, XR is a big part of it. So yeah, I mean it, it it's an interesting shorthand for for what we're doing. But it's not the only thing that can be done with the with how these technologies can come together. I mean, it's really about solving problems, first and foremost.
0: So you say it's an interesting shorthand. So can I ask you, how would you dis- define the metaverse in one sentence? <laughs> or is it possible?
1: Um, it's possible, but...
0: Can I hear your one-sentence definition of the metaverse?
1: Sure. Uh, first, I'll say it's possible, but it's because nobody knows what it will actually be. It's just guesswork. Yes. Um, right now, my one-sentence uh definition of metaverse is uh, a shared virtual environment where people go to escape reality. But I do want to, I do want to bring attention to the fact that, you know, we can't just jump in this, in this thing, you know, without, without being cautious and, and, you know, and, and, and looking at the possible consequences of what this actually means what it could mean because the roots are dystopian. They're from, you know, cyberpunk. And, and you know, you're talking about, uh, you know, Neil Stevenson, you're talking about Will, uh, William Gibson, this kind of stuff.
0: Well, if you... Very interesting. I love that. But if you want to talk about that, in all those depictions, isn't the metaverse an escape from dystopia? Rather than real world is great, and you go into this ugly metaverse.
1: Uh, no, it's more like real world is is in the tube. So you go there because there's no more opportunity, and there's, uh, you know, you're you're not satisfied with what you are. You want to be something different, and
0: right. So essentially, the metaverse is still something better than, for lack of a better word, it's something preferable to the physical world.
1: I guess I guess there there could be some glimmer of hope in it, but um if 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 I want to if I want to dive into a game for a couple of hours, okay, right? Um if I want to learn some things in that in that virtual world, if I want to if I want to meet some of my friends in there, okay. But is that is that a replacement for for, you know, talking to my friends and my family and it's not supposed to be it's it's a temporary escape you know it's a it's it's for fun you know it's for you know whatever else you're using it for it's, i don't think it's
0: designed to be like you know 24 7. but you're still an advocate you're still the founder of spatial aid which is an ecosystem of emerging tech so you're still helping push this to make this happen, uh,
1: in in some ways, but I like I said I don't I I want to be responsible in in my approach to it. So you're not going to see me with pom poms, you know, cheering it on, you know, <laughs> drooling at the mouth, glass eyed, you know, this kind of thing. I'm not doing that. It's I, I have to. Whether I'm, you know, if 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 a brand comes to me and says, "Hey, we want this." we have to we have to be responsible and find out do you really need this do you, you know is this really uh something that you know helps you reach your business goals um can it be done a different way that's that's part of our responsibility as 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 spatial aid and in the same way um we should also be thinking of society and okay this is possible is it a good thing you know is it a is it a, what's the what's the unintended consequences that come, can come about from this at least what I can do now is is talk about it, is kind of share as many angles and think through it. So I you know you know now I'm I'm uh, you know like I said uh, so the, the definition was a bit facetious, but I, I wanted to bring attention to it because this is kind of part of my responsibility, I think. Mm. But yes, I I agree. There are, there are aspects of this that I'm excited about. Aspects of this that that I. Uh, I want to experiment with, hmm. but that's the key word: experiment. I don't want to, I don't want to just say this is what we're gonna do and this is good and this is inevitable, etc. I don't, I don't think that's. Uh...
0: Um, this is really interesting because we didn't plan what we were gonna talk about. <laughs> yeah, and I'm really surprised to hear this, but I'm, I find it very interesting because I thought you were the pom pom guy. I thought you were the guy at the forefront <laughs> waving this flag, <laughs> because that's how I how I've been seeing you over the past few months. Like Joe is the guy Um, well pushing if he, us all forward.
1: Well, yeah, you know, I, I want to be, I want to, like I said, I, I want to be at the forefront, but I want to, I want to do it responsibly. I yeah. know and, and not just running, you know, with like juggernaut through the walls. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so that's, that's kind of the, the, I would wanna, say the takeaway. Yeah, of I,
0: this. I like it. I get it. So you, you just want to be cautious. You want to, you just want to, Make sure we're aware of the full range of possibilities, yeah. without just narrowly. Yeah. Do you like the idea of decentralization, that n- not having a central power?
1: Yes, but at the same time, uh, th- there needs to be a mix of both. You know, uh, if if we're if if you look at uh, things that are going on in the NFT space, you know, if if somebody steals my nft if everything is decentralized who do i go to for you know to to get my money back or there's no if there's no regulation there's no policing there's no you know these things help make uh uh society function in in a certain respect it can't be anarchy um so if you're pushing decentralization completely then there is of some basically some anarchy going on there and um and the reality is, is that that much of this stuff is centralized. The if you're building on the web, the people that the people that own the pipes, those you know, those are governments and corporations that own those pipes where the internet is is flowing through. Uh, so that's centralized. If you're if you're talking about if you're talking about you know some of these de- quote unquote decentralized companies, VCs, <laughs> VCs and investors you know own big chunks of that that's centralized so you know we we can't we can't be uh we can't be blinded to those aspects and just say you know decentralized centralized centralized because it can't be just, it can't just be but i do i do agree that there is there is power there and there is p- real possibility there to a point
0: great take tell me a little bit about your personal journey towards this Field. like when did you start getting an interest in this because n- now I'm, <laughs> now i'm reluctant to say you have an interest now well, oh, I, i'm kidding but you, when did you first yeah i think realize we, I, you you're interested in this i think we touched touched upon this uh in our walking talk but uh thank you for plugging the walk, yeah, and talk. walk yeah, that was fun <laughs> we have a walk and talk video on youtube you can check out i yeah. will link to it
1: this is like a, this is like a part two in, a, yes. in In respects, um, yeah, it started back in in two thousand eight, uh, two thousand eighteen, when I when I joined Grib. Um, shout out to shout out to Grib and and, and the Gribsters, and um, that kind of let me know about the whole AR VR XR world. Um, I was also working working on XR Nation at the time, which was a, a brand that was designed to be like the, an umbrella association for the Nordic and Baltic the whole idea was that i you know beyond the technology the technology is cool but for me really it's 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 the ecosystem the the partnerships what you can do when when people when creators and and companies come together with different technologies working on problems and that really excites me it's it's not just the technology on its own it's what what can be done how can it help and uh and once i saw that Saw that there was some some need in the industry here, uh, then then I kind of put those two things together, and and I said there's there is something that, that I can do
0: here. Okay, you said working on problems. Difficult question. What problem does this tech solve?
1: Uh, um, a lot of a lot of problems. Uh, I I think, um, you know, if you're talking about. Saving. If you're talking about saving money, if you're talking about even saving lives, if, if for example, if you talk about VR training, VR training uh, is is a powerful tool for for those very dangerous jobs that, that you know, mining uh, and things like that. You know, instead of having to actually go in the mine and train, you can you can use a simulation and a virtual reality learn how to use heavy machinery and these kind of things it saves money but it really saves lives as well. So so in that respect, um, you know, very important uh technology. Um right now people, you know, if you're looking at like AR for marketing, it it, it becomes a, a really helpful tool for for that. Now you know, is that super super important? Sure for marketers and companies, sure um depends I think it's on still the it depends on the, there you go and and if it's an
0: important message yeah. then it's super important
1: and then and then and then AR could be bring atten- a lot of attention like a filter even uh, bring a lot of attention and, and make people think uh and, and engage the community in these kind of things so so yeah, absolutely great point um but I think that there's still I mean like an enterprise maintenance operations you know not having to travel, uh, to, to, to to do sales pitches um, which which you know is very sustainable uh, and and if you're talking about uh, you know and, and if I if I need help if I, you know if I need help trying to figure out how this machine works or how, what it broke how it broke down then I can put on my you know my AR smart glasses or whatever and and contact uh, somebody that could actually walk me through it and they can be in a whole other side of the, the world so these these kind of things, I think that that this technology is still uh, the market still needs to be educated about it and that's a big part of, of what we what we try to do. I think anybody that's in this area has to do that so you know you have a, a you have to consult you have to you have to work through uh, work through with the with the, with the client like what is it that they actually need and how this how this can be used uh, and then pilot some things sometimes uh, if they're if they're not sure. So there's still a lot of that going on and I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. So in that regard there's there's a lot of potential still. Mm. Like what are all the the myriad of ways that the technology can be used? I have no idea because it's still there's there's still this this experimentation and this piloting
0: and testing that needs to happen. And the educating do you think it's difficult to educate right now because we're learning ourselves because it's literally such an early, you know, it's in the infancy. And the rate of change is so fast. Whatever whatever we thought it was two weeks ago, it's probably changed. It, it's kind of like trying to describe what the internet was in the 90s. Nobody could describe it. Mm. And even now, if I ask you to, I've thought about this. If I ask you to describe what is the internet to a five-year-old, where would you begin? <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's challenging. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's it's so a good question. how do question. we educate when everything is moving so fast? Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's it's so that
1: if you do a, a pilot with with a brand, for example, um, in in another year, if you're not keeping up with with the progress of that project that you did, uh, you know, it could be. You know, it could be that it's it's no longer a viable viable for that for that brand anymore because the technology has moved ahead and and maybe they've moved ahead and whatever. Um, that that is possible, but but I mean, the, really, the the industry, the technology is I don't know over thirty years old, older older than that really. If you go like dig back and kind of look at the roots of it all, but so so there's a there is a lot of learning granted a lot of young companies and young entrepreneurs uh, developers might not know their history and and kind of dig back and look at the research and be like oh people have done this already uh, and I try to push that a lot too uh, you know I try to stay connected with with some of the the ogs and the vets and and kind of share and and go into the history because it's very important to like not have to reinvent the wheel so so there's there's a lot of learning that has been done that can be tapped into. And experimenting is not bad, especially if you find a partner that is willing to to uh to put some money behind it or, or or you know, to put, you know, to give some visibility to to the the startup that's that's doing this project. There's there's things that the developers, I'm not a, I'm not a tech person, so I can't say, hey, I you know, hey, I've been doing it for four I've been doing this stuff for 4 years, so I know plenty. I can't say that. But I'm sure that there are a lot of capable people that know so much about it that they can, they definitely can teach. I'm not one of those, <laughs> like I said, on the tech side. But uh, on the business side and on the on, on the uh, partnership side and this kind of thing,
0: the idea side, I can do that. To finish off, where do you want Spatial 8 to be in the next, in the coming year or two? What is your plan? Yeah. Um
1: our vision is for for Europe to be a powerhouse of emerging technology. And and spatial aid is supposed to be at the forefront of that.
0: Okay, so when you say Europe, then who do you see as the others? Is it US and Asia?
1: Uh basically. Um because because they're the leaders of, of this of XR basically and and ai and you name it really do you
0: think currently europe is a little bit behind
1: absolutely i don't i don't think anybody would say that they're not behind it's how does one solve that i don't know i'm just doing we're doing what we can to to be able to to show that we you know that we we can be a powerhouse because i think we there's there's no doubt in my mind that we could be if we and i think that like the, the nordic because they they are such um there is a lot of similarities in the culture and and the way that they the way that they do things that it's a good place to start that and that's why we started that here and kind of show uh, show a model of how it can be done uh, not still not easy but 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 um but I do I do see a lot of uh, camaraderie when I talk to my counterparts in Norway and Denmark and such and yes you know ecosystem building a community building is hard and sometimes thankless work uh, but looking at them looking at them now and and like where they're at in the network and where they are and what they're able to do and how they're able to to generate business uh, if we if we coalesce we bring those bring those people together then I don't see how how a mission like that can't be can be accomplished.
0: Awesome. Joe, thank you so much, man.
1: You're welcome. And I I really appreciate this. It's, It's great to talk to you again.
0: Thank you for listening to the Talking Metaverse podcast. Please subscribe for more.